Disclaimer. All views expressed on this podcast represent the host and his guest, and not the companies or agencies they are associated with. This is Tony's Game Lounge World Tour, a podcast with a variety of guests from all over the world talking all things in the gaming industry. Here's your host, Tony Erickson. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to a brand new episode of Tony's Game Lounge, the World Tour season. I'm your host, Tony Erickson, as always. And this week, we are joined once again by this by speedrunner, legendary YouTuber, <laughs> and uh, now super mod. As we head to California, it's Don SR. It's me, your boy. I moved, so now, <laughs> now I'm on the west coast instead of the east coast. It's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. It's uh, it's it's early for us. It's instead of it being like early for me, later for you. It's pretty early for both of us still. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. How you doing, Don? I'm doing pretty great. You know, Frontiers just came out. Like you mentioned, I'm super mod. There's a bit a bit stressful times, but it's still very fun as well. Mm-hmm. That it is. And speaking of stressful times, it's stressful times for a lot of games right now, just because who's going to win Game of the Year? Because the Game Awards, our headline of the week, the Game Awards have announced our nominees for Game of the Year in all of the other categories. Uh, and it's, uh, I'm good, it's a pretty good selection for games up for Game of the Year. We got God of War Ragnarok. Elden Ring, Plague Tale Requiem, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Those are our six games up for contention. And also a bunch of other, all the other categories are out too. And I I think we might as well start with this. Sonic Frontiers not nominated for anything. Yeah, I, I don't, I have no idea how it didn't get nominated for best soundtrack or OST or whatever it is. Like, it is actually such a banger. I think it's honestly a contender, if not just the best OST in a Sonic game, which is absolutely crazy to say. Cause that's, you know, when the games are bad, that is the one thing we're known for is the music. <laughs> absolutely. And it stands out supremely this year. Uh, but alas, nothing. And so some people were like, oh, well, did it just miss the deadline? No, actually. The deadline for a game to come out to be considered for this year is November 18th. So I believe Pokemon just misses out on it. But Sonic technically still qualified for it, but nothing. Now, granted, I think the games that are up for best OST, there is... There are two definitive frontrunners for it, which is Metal Hellsinger and Xenoblade 3. So at least we have that. Yeah, I mean, I I would honestly have probably been pretty surprised if it had won. But I'm just shocked that it didn't even get a nomination, honestly. Yeah, very true. Uh, Very true. But uh, Game of the Year, the six options that we have, what do you think... What would you like to see win? Because I think we all know at this point in time, everybody's been saying it. Elden Ring is most likely going to win Game of the Year. I don't, I'm not going to argue with that. But I would like to, if any of these other games were to possibly win, I think Xenoblade or God of War have the next best chance. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right there. But I, I think that, yeah, <laughs> it's like, it would honestly be so crazy to see Elden Ring lose. I mean, I'm not even really a big Souls fan, um, but Elden Ring was just there are so few games that will just capture the attention of like the entire internet. Like 
I am not in the sphere of, you know, souls gamers or whatever, but it was on my Twitter feed. It was on, it was everywhere. No matter where I looked, it was all Elden Ring for weeks when it came out. And I, I can't say the rest. I can't say that for most of the games. I think Xenoblade is a pretty close contender. Stray was everywhere for a couple days uh, until the hype died down. But yeah, Xenoblade is a, is a big one. Um, I'd say that that or God of War, like you were saying, I think have a decent shot, but it would be so weird to see Elden Ring lose. Now, I am hoping that there isn't like just a sweep of Elden Ring because I feel I do believe that Elden Ring in a few of the other categories, I feel like some of the other games do it better. So all I'm hoping for is that there isn't a mega sweep of El- for Elden Ring. And it's actually like, you know, a bit more balanced, kind of like how it was last year. Last year, honestly, it was a pretty balanced game awards. Not gonna lie. Yeah, you, you always hate seeing when it's just like Elden Ring and Elden Ring and Elden, Elden Ring. Ring. Yep. <laughs> uh, but regardless, after the game awards, hey, that uh, that week when uh, for the podcast, I will be getting a panel of a bunch of people. We're gonna be breaking the rules of the World Tour season. We're gonna be getting a panel of a couple of us of people I've brought on the podcast before to talk about the entirety of the game awards all the winners, some of the new games that they showed. So be stay tuned for that episode as that will be uh, coming out on December 12th. So stay tuned for that episode. Uh, but hey, bef- let's dive into what else happened this past week and look at the week in review. Covering news from the world of video games, TCG and board games, this is the week in review. And to start it off, uh, we got some game releases. Uh, we had Goat Simulator 3. Th- that came out. So people are goats again. And doing the dance that with, to that one funky tune in the game. Dark Pictures, The Devil in Me, the new Dark Pictures anthology game. And Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Which at the time of recording this episode hasn't actually come out yet. But, uh, oh. Yeah. I'm really excited because uh, fortunately I'm going to be traveling like right when it releases. So oh, it's going to be perfect for my switch, uh, especially because, you know, we're obsessed with Sonic Frontiers right now uh, and I'll still keep playing that mainly, but it'll be a really nice game to have and like have an excuse to actually play it over Frontiers because I, I can't play Frontiers when I'm away from my PC. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And it, it, for me, it just gives me a break of Final Fantasy 14. <laughs> Let's go. But looking at the video game news, starting off, hey, remember Marvel's Avengers, that game by Square Enix? Well, they're adding new content to that game after we all thought it was dead. Uh, Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier, is getting added new missions, and he's like the 11th playable character in the game. If you still play Avengers somehow, because the game to you still isn't dead, but it really is. Hey, congrats, you're getting another character. Yay. Uh, in Nerf news, if you're a fan of Arcane Legends, you're going to want to get this because Nerf is putting out a limited time special gun from Arcane Legends. It's Jinx's fish bones gun. Uh, you can get yourself a physical Nerf gun of that. So that's really cool. Okay. This is, this is really cool. And I feel like I should talk about this since I'm here. I was, uh, I used to grind League of Legends and Jinx was my main. I have like 1 million points on Jinx, um, I, I think at a time I was the best Jinx in NA for like a brief window. Wow. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. I, I got I to gotta get that. Maybe put it on my Christmas list. <laughs> cool. It's limited time. Limited time. So yeah. spread the word quick and get it before it's gone. Uh, I don't have the exact window, though. I just know limited. So 
Uh, get it soon. In Splatoon news, hey, Splatoon 3's first official Splatfest is done. And it was ba- it was uh, your Pokemon starters to celebrate Scarlet and Violet. And the winning Pokemon was Quaxly. Quaxly won the, Splatfest, the very first Splatfest. So good job, Duck. You turn into uh, honest. Have you seen the leaks, Don? No, I haven't. <laughs> okay, I, I will refrain from speaking then. <laughs> but uh, let's just say I, I'm picking Fuecoco. That's what I've come because uh, we do get some flat fuck Friday energy off of Fuecoco. <laughs> yeah, I, I I am very curious of what their their forms are going to be. And I, I called the uh, I called what what was it called the uh, the is it. Quaxley is that the that's the water type right yeah I called what the final evolution of that one was going to be so I hope I hope it comes true well, what 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 what's your, what's your what did you call it what do you think I don't know be? why I just thought for some reason it was going to become like a sailor or like a pirate or something in its final form I don't know why I just got that vibe you're, you're not too far off <laughs> um I will say they each one does get a dual typing uh we get grass dark fire ghost and water fighting oh those are those are so interesting i actually love that oh and yeah they're doing the thing again where um you can counteract your um yeah your each of the other ones cool. is uh because the fighting beats the dark the dark beats the ghost and the ghost beats the fighting uh, i i love when they do that with dual typing it's, it's so cool it's really dope, and if you do plan on picking Sprigatito, I will just give you, and you've avoided spoilers, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil what it is, but I will say it does not stay on four legs. I am sorry. No. It does Why not stay do on four legs, folks. I am very, very sorry. I can't believe them. In some next-gen console new update news, Witcher 3, that's getting a new update for next-gen consoles. That'll come out December 14th, and also a bunch of new Witcher news will also come out December 14th. Uh, so look forward to that. In Final Fantasy XIV news, uh, the 6.3 patch, which we uh, now know the title of, God's Revels, Lands Tremble, that is scheduled for an early January release, uh, which means keep an eye out because we might be getting that Moogle Shop, limited time Moogle Shop back, where you know you grind Praetorium for hours and hours and hours to get seven of the Moogle Tombstones to purchase a mount, some minions, riding maps, and all of that stuff for basically easier ways. In more Final Fantasy news, Addison Ray has been added into War of the Visions Final Fantasy Brave Exvius as a card. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so I, 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 if you've heard of Brave Exvius, Brave Exvius is Final Fantasy's mobile game. They've done crazy collabs before. They added Katy Perry and Ariana Grande into the game as like actual like heroes or like you know fighters i can't uh, believe i've never heard of this <laughs> yeah uh so war of the Vi- and they even like did like a final fantasy arrangement of one of ariana's songs it's actually pretty cool <laughs> pretty good That's uh but war of the visions i don't know much about it it's a little different than regular brave exvius from what i gathered and i believe you just use these cards as magic in addison ray she she's one of the cards now uh, but in super duper awesome, cool Monster Hunter news, Monster Hunter Rise is getting plush, plush monster weapons. Uh, they're getting it's a DLC coming out on the twenty fourth, which as well as the title update three for uh, Sunbreak, which is their expansion. Uh, so basically, you can whack monsters with a toy of themselves if you have uh, the right weapon. 
which is hilarious. I think it's really <laughs> dope. Fire Emblem Engage released a brand new trailer uh, showing off some new story elements and implying that there are r- roughly going to be 12 rings, which so we'll get 12 returning iconic characters from the franchise that we can use. Marth and Celica are two that we've confirmed so far as Marth will seem to play a bigger part in this game uh, as the aide to the main character. We also got the main character's name. Uh, I can't remember what it is, but uh, if you're looking forward to Engage, it comes out January 20th. Multiversus has gone into its second season of the game, even though it's still in beta. And they will be adding Marvin the Martian, the alien Looney Tune, to the game very soon. And in another weird crossover, Nier and Rainbow Six Siege are having a crossover uh, event, giving Maverick the cosmetics of Nier Replicant's outfit. Uh, I believe it was set for next week on the 24th as well. Uh, they'll also be announcing new uh, stuff that will also come from Nier uh, into the game. These feel so random. <laughs> they really do. They really, really do. But then again, uh, I believe the creator of Nier said in an interview recently, if the price is right, we'll put Nier in anything. I'm sure there's someone someone out there that's popping off and is a huge fan of both. <laughs> there probably is. I, I haven't met them personally, but there probably <laughs> is. Uh, in the world of TCG and Pokemon, uh, we got news that the next pack house that's set to come out crown zenith is going to be the last sword and shield tcg pack and that is set for january 20th uh for release date and in march we get the very first scarlet and violet base set so we'll have probably a more specific date after january 20th in Yu-Gi-Oh! starting off with our master duel updates the new dual pass is out now I'm currently, it's been out for like three days, and I'm currently level 60 on it because I want to be done with Yu-Gi-Oh! Because the game hurts me. Uh, And also, a brand new festival has begun in Master Duel as well. The No Spell Festival. No spell cards allowed. The only exception is pendulums, but pendulums are more monsters than they are spells. But no spells allowed, only monsters, only traps. Excited to see what uh, the event will bring for decks, because... Gotta get creative for that. And in the world of the TCG of Yu-Gi-Oh! The Dark World Structure deck comes out December 1st. The Dark Magician Girl Accessories and Photon Hypernova come out February 9th. And the Trap Tricks Structure deck comes out February 24th as well. And in Magic the Gathering news, The Brothers War is out now. The 30th uh, anniversary edition of Magic the Gathering. Uh, You can pre-order a $1,000 pack that includes Black Lotus and a few other classic cards. Those uh, orders are beginning on November 28th, and the Post Malone Secret Lair Backstage Pass is pre-orders available now for the full release on the 28th. And that's everything in the week in review. Don, any comments on anything that we talked about? Mm-hmm. Let's see. I- I'm really hyped for Pokemon. Uh, those <laughs> random crossovers are crazy. It does make me want to look them up because it's like, how is this even a thing? Um, I am not a big TCG guy, unfortunately. <laughs> Trust me, you don't want to be. <laughs> Trust me. Like, like if you play a Magic occasionally, I think that's great. Uh, don't become what I've become with Yu-Gi-Oh, which is just broken. I I love Yu-Gi-Oh, but I hate Yu-Gi-Oh at the same time, man. It just it just 
hurts me nowadays. Enough about me self-wallowing in my Yu-Gi-Oh! thoughts. Let's get on to what games are coming out next week from November 21st to 27th. Here's what should be on your radar. From AAA titles to upcoming indies and random shovelware, here's what's coming out next week that should be on your radar. Uh, starting off, no game. It's a, a short list. The first short list we've seen in a while. Uh, we'll probably won't be seeing a lot as we are entering the holidays. Uh, no releases on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. On Tuesday, Evil West comes out for everything but the Switch. Gungrave Gore comes out for everything but the Switch. Just Dance 2023 comes out for the PlayStation 5, both Xbox systems, and the Switch. And Ship of Pools comes out for PS5, Series X, Switch, and PC. And on Thursday, Disterra comes to the PC. And that's everything. Those are your major games coming out this week. Any thoughts on any of those, Don? Um, honestly, not too much. I'm so burnt from FPS. I think I've played enough for the rest of my life for just shooter games in general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, well, with that, it's time for us to now dive into what we're talking about today. We are talking Sonic Frontiers. It is a very special book, and we'll get right into that this week in the Game Lounge. Covering a variety of topics with his weekly guests, here's what's going down this week in the Game Lounge. And as I said, Sonic Frontiers, the game is out. We've been kind of talking about this all season long since episode one this season with Argic to uh, now where it's finally out. It's been out for a little over a week, almost two-ish. By the time you're listening to this, it'll be almost two weeks. Uh, how, so to start this off, let's, we're going to talk ca- the game, about the game casually before we dive into the speed run of things. So how is your casual experience with Frontiers, Don? Okay, are we are we good to talk? Uh, we are talking spoilers? everything. We are talking spoilers. Okay. We are talking everything. Cool. Okay, so <laughs> there's a lot of things that are kind of weird. Um, and I don't know, the, the ending kind of makes the game a little bit weird. But like, overall, the experience was just fantastic, if I'm being honest. Um, there are some weird little things with the story and how things were resolved, but... I think overall, I was just kind of so happy, like, because ever since uh, (laughs) I saw the Sonic CD intro back in the day, Sonic Boom, you know, and Sonic is running around, he's running on water, jumping off rocks while running. I was like, dude, I want to do that in a Sonic game. (laughs) And And we've we've finally got to. Yeah, I've had this want for like probably 10, 15 years now. We've never had an open world Sonic game where Sonic just felt insanely powerful. Like you always see him in these cutscenes and stuff. Um, and it finally felt like for the first time that actually came to life uh, in a 3D game, which is really cool. While it's not perfect, cyberspace stage controls are still a little weird. Uh, there are mods that can fix that casually, though. <laughs> I've heard there are some really good physics and momentum mods out there. Already. How how easy or hard is it to mod Frontiers? Uh, it should be pretty easy. I haven't used the mod manager, but it's uh, I believe the same mod manager you can use for like Colors Ultimate and Origins. You can use for Frontiers, um, and then you just have to go to Game Banana and find whichever mod, install it in the folder, and then that's that's it really. Um, it's pretty simple. I know they're still in development with it because, you know, the game is brand new, but kind of like Sadex, (laughs) the game is much better with mods. (laughs) Uh, Make everything perfect. Uh, I mean, you're still going to enjoy the game playing through it on the base version, but, 
you know, it, it doesn't help to have things be slightly improved. Yeah, uh, I would mostly agree with everything you said about the game. It's it's good. I, I it's a good game. Uh, probably one of the best Sonic games we've had in years, if not the best Sonic game we've had in years. There are some wonky things with the story and stuff, and I I, I will say though, and I, I the ending ruins the game. Yeah, I think it does for a lot of people, and that's why when I first started talking about it, it's like it's it's impossible to ignore. It's the elephant in the room when you look at the game. And it could have been, and that's where a big thing that draws me to kind of give this game a low score is because of that ending. Everything else I can kind of, you know, excuse to a degree uh, with some of the story stuff. Because, uh, you know, we've kind of, it's Sonic story. I mean, they've got to, they've done worse things in the past. So it's like, you know what? It's not as bad as that. I could excuse the other stuff. And I think that some of the one-on-one interactions that Sonic has with his friends are pretty good. They're pretty deep conversations. I do really like the the characters were done really well, I think. Um, there's just like, honestly, I think if like a few things were changed, the story would be so much better. The build-up to the the end, as we'll call it, the the... Um, the planet thing at the end <laughs> yeah it's literally called the end is so weird because it just never really feels like it's a thing until the very end and it just things just happen they just come out of nowhere um where i think there could have been a lot more build-up there i think it would have been cool to like th- there's so many things like having like sonic's friends help out in some of the fights or the other titans like, imagine the Titans all team together, and then you're just one, like, giant mech or something. The monologue makes a lot more sense. Also, why does... We, we don't even get a line where Sonic says anything to Eggman. After Sage's final wishes, take care of Eggman. <laughs> it's yeah. like, are you serious? Yeah. Like, the one thing that I think could have changed it, like, literally keep the endings cutscenes exactly the same... I was talking about this in M's chat last night. It's like, keep the ending cutscenes exactly the same. You have Eggman in solitude, like reflecting on everything and being sad, which is like a cool thing for his character. I think that he actually cared for one of his creations. And then right at the end, it like zooms in. You can see Eggman's like side or shoulder or whatever. And then Sonic puts his hand on his shoulder. Like you can just see his glove and then cut. And that's it. <laughs> like, that would have been, yeah, that would have so made things a lot better there but he just doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. It's more. Yeah. It's kind of just, well, there Sonic's a cold hearted bastard, I guess, <laughs> but no. So going into the ending a bit more, I, I feel like the bosses as well. It's like the story story wise. I feel like again, a bit more dialogue or a bit more things there could have easily fixed that. It doesn't fix the bosses themselves. Supreme, which is the fourth Titan, the boss there is fine. At that point, though, it's like, oh, hey, I, th- I must be near the end of the game. So usually uh, the casual guy will think, hey, I'll just, you know, you're also really stronger at that point. So much stronger, in fact, that when I got there, I was max level on everything when I fought Supreme. And the boss was a bit of a, a joke. Not going to lie. And I'm like, okay, well, there's probably a second phase of him, you know, because it's like it played the main theme. Like it's probably going to bring out either like an orchestral version of this song to make it even more epic. And then we fight like 
either I'm like it's either we fight Supreme again or it's like what was possessing him in space. And I mean we do. <laughs> but they make yeah. it a shooting mini game. This is a joke, right? Oh, I, and then I'm thinking to myself, okay, so probably when I beat this in the shooting mini game, we then take control of Sonic, who then fights the planet because, like, the planet transforms or something comes out of the planet. No. No. Yeah, I think exactly that. If they, if, like, I think the, the, the mini game, the little hacking shooting mini game is fine in itself if it's not the actual last thing. Yeah. Like if there was a one more phase to it, it would have been really cool. It would have been really, um, really been really a lot better. Now, granted, though, you can only do that if you're playing the game on hard difficulty. Otherwise, you just get quick time event. <laughs> yeah, and this is why <laughs> true ending is what we're calling it in the speedrun community. That will probably not get many runs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of lame. I, I understand. I actually learned something about that fight. If you die enough times the game pities you and gives you a third life oh <laughs> because i i got that pity life i needed the pity life granted, yeah, granted. I, mean, I it's ended hard up needing like, it but yeah i don't think i've i've seen anyone in their casual playthrough beat it first try i i think there's someone but like i know a lot of very talented gamers and like pretty much all of us at least took three tries um it's like it's crazy it, it was actually kind of difficult which I appreciate, but the problem is there's no checkpoints, right? <laughs> if they if they just had a checkpoint, if they had a checkpoint going like if they gave us a checkpoint going into that part where the the boss stops taking damage, I think that would have been fine. I think they have that problem a lot in the boss fights. Um, I will say the Titan fights are probably some of the coolest fights in Sonic. <laughs> they they absolutely are. Play, going into the first going into fight Giganto. And, you know, you're climbing it. It's like, okay, it's a little Shadow of the Colossus here. Haha, <laughs> nice nice nod to that game that I dislike. I dislike Shadow of the Colossus so much. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's cool. Uh, you get to the Chaos Emerald, you turn to Supersonic. It's like, okay, now it's time to fuck shit up. And then the music <laughs> starts. And I'm just like, wait, what the fuck? Hold on here. This absolutely goes hard. Uh, only for then Twitter to then reveal, like, the next day, hey, guys. Sonic here. You, you like the, the song? Here's that song again. Uh, by the way, the vocalist is Kellen Quinn from Sleeping with Sirens. And I'm like, no fucking way. Yeah, so I actually was a huge fan. I was like a huge like post-hardcore just metal fan in general. And uh, Sleeping with Sirens was a band I saw a lot. Like, I think I went out of my way to see them once or twice, but just like they were there all the time <laughs> whenever I was like seeing like a certain band like a day to remember or whatever or i saw them at warp tour or something so i have seen them perform probably like six or seven times and when i was playing the game the first time i literally heard the voice and i was like wait a minute i was just sitting there and i was like i'm not hearing this right there's no way <laughs> and i was like his voice is way too distinct there's no way that's not him <laughs> then i go on on youtube and find the song and people are like yeah that's him <laughs> yeah that's it's him it's crazy to think that they got that which i good odds honestly it makes the titan fights like the most iconic thing in the entire game yeah uh you have giganto what you just like put a hole through his chest wyvern you fucking throw him into a mountain and then make him engulf his own missiles 
and explodes from the inside. <laughs> and then you pull a fucking Metal Gear Rising move in the night fight, uh, where you just cut him in half. Oh, this is so good. I, I, I like uh, the third song. I like the second and third song a lot more than I do Undefeatable after listening to them a bunch of times. Okay, so what I like about Undefeatable, and I don't know if this is like an intentional thing or just something that I've built up in my head, but I, I think like the lyrics of it are really cool. Um, because like undefeatable versus unbeatable is like i feel like you would say a lot and then there was like there's just a lot of lines that subvert your expectations of when you hear like that line right like oh yeah you hear when the stars align but in the song it's when the stars collide undefeatable instead of unbeatable there's just like a whole bunch of stuff like that in the second one oh god uh breakthrough in breakthrough at all if you listen to the lyrics close enough they actually use some lyrics from fist bump really yeah I didn't know that. That's awesome. Yeah, and in um, the third song, Find Your Flame. Uh, now, if, if, if you didn't notice this before, because it legit starts with him, uh, it brings back Tyler Shaw. And you guys just wanted to make a quick correction. It's actually Tyler Smith, not Tyler Shaw. I remember the S just got the last name wrong. It's Tyler Smith from the Danger Kids, fr- who uh, rapped on Infinite. And if you listen to some of Kellen Quinn's lyrics that he does, they're from Infinite. <laughs> that's cool which i'm like okay that, that's really fucking cool that's so dope and the songs themselves are just each one of those three songs is a banger uh and then of course uh i'm here good song that's what the song that plays when you fight supreme it's good i i, I it's, I, i'm not gonna say i'm here is bad but compared to the other three fuck <laughs> it's... I, i'm glad i'm glad you agree because i don't know it's hard to tell if uh we're just sick of it because it's using all the promotional material we heard it so much um so by the time we get to the game it's like whatever um i don't know it's kind of hard for me to tell it's definitely a good song it's a good song i've taken the time to like listen to all the music and all the lyricized music in the game it's good it's good it's got its moments honestly like the chorus like the chorus build up is i really love that part uh, and then you have your three end credit songs. We'll start well before we get into Vandalize, because that is a one I do want to bring up uh, as a separate point. But we'll start with the two end credit songs that you the first end credit song, Father, which is what will play regardless every time after you beat the game. It'll be in the first batch of credits. That song, after like you know seeing Eggman like fucking brokenhearted about losing his daughter. It's like, holy fuck, I feel so sad for Eggman now. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it I, actually I'm hits. literally here <laughs> possibly shedding a tear for Eggman of all people. Yeah, it's it's a weird game because I mean, I can't think of the last time that like Eggman really hasn't done anything like evil, really. I mean, he had sort of evil intentions that got him into it and you know, whatever happens but he's pretty much not the antagonist of the game at all which i think is part of what makes the story feel a little weird because it's like usually it's like eggman does something like he's gonna do something evil and like whatever um but yeah in this game no it just doesn't happen which makes things a bit odd and we yeah i mean we get to see a more like a more somber side of eggman i guess and, and you get to see that even more if you play the fishing mini game, which, which features Big the Cat. Uh, I love that Sega did that, by the way. Honestly, fishing was gr- fishing was great. I, I for a couple of reasons. One, it's a pretty simple. It's a 
turn your brain off fishing mini game with lo-fi with, with <laughs> the track they used and it, again music in sonic games is really fucking good even just the even the fishing track is just like something you can chill to uh but i like all the fish you can catch i like that you can fish up items from the old sonic games i, I found when i first when i got my first chopper in the first fishing level I'm like okay that's funny that's funny. And then you fish up a fucking goal ring. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um, but you can turn your points in to get egg logs. And it's there's 24 of them. And it's basically Eggman. It's a bit of lore stuff of like Eggman finding the ruins, talking about them. And like kind of, you kind of get that in between that's missing. And it's really cool to see that. And I think... Honestly, I'm going to say this. The lore that they implemented with this game is so much better than the story itself. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I'm excited to see what they do with the other characters because it, it almost seems like they're setting up for like like games with like Tails, Knuckles, and Amy potentially or maybe all one game, right? I don't know. But I almost doubt it's going to happen. Maybe there will just be other material like media or something. I don't know. Possibly. It also, it's, this game also looks to set up like a sequel. Yeah, definitely. Like, especially with the ending, as there is, like, of course, like, two post-credit cutscenes, one after the first end credits, where you see Sonic and the gang go fly off, uh, and then either, depending on what difficulty you're playing on, if you're playing on normal or easy, or you get to hear Vandalize afterwards, or if you're playing on hard, you actually hear uh, One Way Dream, which is done by Nate Wants to Battle. Oh my god, I was so excited about that. <laughs> that honestly, One Way Dream, for the sake of the game, even though I am a huge 1OK Rock fan, One Way Dream, they should have just promoted that as the ending song. I am a huge, now I am a huge 1OK Rock fan. I am a huge 1OK Rock fan. Anybody you ask, you know, they're a Japanese band I've been listening to since like 2014, since high school for me. I love the group, I love Taka. But the song really does not fit in the game after everything you do and play. It kind of it's kind of just if you play it on normal, it's like, oh, this is a cool song to hear at the end of the game. Kind of just doesn't fit in with the rest of it. Yeah, it feels like sort of an afterthought and like added in um, since like they have two ending themes, right? It is a little weird that that's the case. I mean, you know, I played the game through on hard mode because I heard there was more content. I didn't know what it was. Yeah, but I just heard there was more. Um, and then I heard the Nate wants to battle song. And I was like, this is freaking awesome. I love Nate. Um, and then I was like, wait a minute. I never heard of Vandalize. Yeah. You see, I was thinking, oh, they're playing Nate's song here. So that means there's probably going to be like a third end credits and yeah. they'll play Vandalize then. No, no, they only, only the two batches. Yeah. That's exactly what I thought too. Um, it was kind of weird. It, it does feel like they just kind of tacked it on to help advertise the game. Absolutely. I think what it does is it really helps people get into 1OK Rock. I think it's a great stepping point for 1OK Rock specifically because it's this is the like 1OK Rock. They've been here. They've been here in the West for a while uh, ever since their Ambitions album, which is an all right album. I have the Storm, which came after it. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of I have the Storm personally, uh, but then Luxury Disease, which is their newest one, fucking phenomenal album. This is vandalized and getting into Sonic Frontiers is like the promotion that 1OK Rock has like needed to kind of become like this new era of like the Beatles and like how the how the Beatles like became big in America because it came from like another country overseas. This is what 1OK Rock kind of needed. 
Yeah, I think I think it's like a pretty because I, I think also from what I've heard, it seems like Sonic the games at least aren't as popular in Japan. So I would imagine like probably help with that a bit. I, I imagine it's like one of those things that's helpful oh, for yeah. both sides. That 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 might have been why this was a, a thing, but I'm not really too sure, honestly. Uh, but as I was saying about setting up for a sequel, the last end credit scene it shows Eggman one more time fiddling around on one of the computer computers and devices, and it's revealed that hey, uh, in the giant explosion of the final boss where you, you, Sage blows herself up to kill it, uh, she's not fully dead. Which I, I'm pretty happy about because I assumed Sage was going to be like a, like Chip and Unleashed or something. And it's yeah, like, like okay, your like the occasional character they introduce for a game, a game, and it's just like, hey, look at this character; they're here everywhere, and now they're gone, and you'll never see them again. Yeah, exactly. I'm glad it's not the case though, because like I, I think Sage is a cool character and brings Absolutely. a lot more depth to Eggman. I, I, it definitely it adds to both like it makes those two a much more unique duo it adds stuff to Eggman it adds stuff for Sage I think that those again those two were the best characters of this game okay so do you, are you, do you want to get into theories if we're talking about sequels or whatever absolutely <laughs> I, I'm down to because, talk a theory uh, so here's a, th- a, game a theory, theory that I saw a game theory exactly. You know how they have that cutscene where Tails is like, or Sonic's like trying to like talk up Tails and be like, oh yeah, you you've done all this stuff on your own. Um, and they showed off like the rocket in, from uh, Sadex when Tails like, yeah. goes and fights Eggman. So people were pointing out that you couldn't really see it because um, it has like an effect or like a filter over it, but they were saying that it looks like there's like remastered assets because it's like they're taking assets from the uh, Dreamcast version of the game, but they're like upscaled really high. And like, they're like, okay, well maybe it's from the uh, Dreamcast conversion mod or whatever that you can use in Sadex. And then they kept looking into it and it's like, no, this is like way better than you can get through any of that. So like, what if they're remastering Sonic Adventure? (laughs) Oh, and then on top of that, Azuka did out of nowhere mention doing Sonic Adventure games again. And he was like, hopefully this will lead to that. So what if here's, here's a theory I just came up with right now talking about like setting up for separate games. What if we got a Sonic Adventure era type thing where we have Sonic tails, knuckles, Amy all on their own adventures and you can play through each of their stories. Oh, and like they already have Sonic down. They would barely have to tweak him from this game at all. Right? Yeah. So I think that could be really interesting. Um, that and if they're going on their own adventures, sick. it wouldn't have the Sadex problem of like, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, like just like these stories, like not really making much sense connected. They're, they're just completely separate, like anthologies almost. Yeah. You could still connect them at the end. You could do what you did with like birth by sleep and kingdom hearts and have like two points where they connect up, where everybody kind of connects up. Yeah, that'd be cool. F- oh my god, dog! <laughs> you're gonna get it. my hopes up so much. Yeah. No, <laughs> that sounds so sick. Yeah, and I, f- I, I feel I, like you could maybe uh, add like one or two more characters to that. I feel like, what if they let us do like Sage as well? Sage a Sage and Eggman story with that too. Yeah, that could be interesting. I would be curious what what approach they would take with Tails because I think. Oh, I'd love them to go back to treasure hunting for knuckles. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that would be the case. Like, let's be real. 
It's like, well, we're going back to adventure, so treasure hunting round three. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I don't know if they would call it Adventure 3, um, but if they're remastering the first two... I feel like, I feel like they would do, do what they did with Sonic 06 and be like, it's a brand new Sonic Adventure game, so we're just going to call it Sonic Adventure. <laughs> oh gosh that'd be so weird yeah i don't know I, I don't know if i'm ready for them to go for sonic adventure 3 or something similar but i think returning to the formula where you play as multiple would be cool um or even yeah like the way sonic 06 handled it where you're playing as one character and then you get like little bits where you get to play as someone else i think would be cool that would be dope too like in the knuckle yeah. like in the knuckle story for say it's like oh hey you meet rouge and you and rouge do stuff together so you get to play as rouge again yeah I would just worry that Azuka mentioned it himself that it's going to require a much bigger team than they have right now. Yeah. And uh, they did. I did see a post today saying they were hiring people for development for Sonic games. So, I mean, maybe maybe Frontiers actually succeeded and proved to Sega, hey, you put money into a game, you're going to get a good return. Yeah. Because Frontiers seems to be very successful right now. It solidified Sonic once again so Sega can stop relying on, like, the Yakuza's and the Personas. I mean, yeah, it's their, it's, you know, it's their, like, flagship mascot of the of their whole company. So it's like, come on, put, put money into this guy. It's worth it. <laughs> uh, the one thing we haven't talked about much are cyberspace, the cyberspace levels. Yeah, um, I thought cyberspace was pretty cool. I, I, I think... The same problem, the thing I was worried about from the jump, I think, kind of came true, where the controls aren't amazing. They're, they're different from open zone for some reason, and I don't really get that. Yeah, it, it was a bit like going from like the open zone, which is like so much free-flowing, it feels and controls so much better, and then you go into a cyberspace level, and it feels slow. It feels, sl one, it feels slower. Uh, and two, it controls. It, the controls are a little bit more sloppy. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it, it's a little weird. Like when you're boosting, Sonic just turns into. <laughs> I'm gonna quote Lunar Jump on this. He turns into uh, controlling like an 18 wheeler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that actually is kind of how it feels, uh, especially on the. I don't remember what the number level is, but on the. The boot, the the flat boosting level where you drift. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like Three, that's five. where you that's where you especially <laughs> feel it. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think the cyberspace stages were really cool. I like that they pay pay homage to older games. I think that's awesome. All the cyberspace levels are based on an older game, uh, whether it's segmented or how it's done. Like from SA two, you have City Escape, Metal Harbor, Green Forest. Um, Skyrail. I think those were all the ones from SA2. I, I think so, yeah. Um, and then you had some stuff from Unleashed, Generations. I, was there anything from Sadex that was represented? Uh, there was Speed Highway, but it's okay. kind of weird because it doesn't really feel like Speed Highway. Yeah, I, I, there was like there was that one level. I'm like, this feels like Speed Highway, but I don't think it is, but it might be. The one thing that I will say I really wanted out of cyberspace, and I, I honestly do believe it was the plan. Like, I think if they had another year for this game, I think it would have been a lot better. Like, Island 5 would have been more fleshed out, and they probably would have done what I'm about to suggest. But I thought they were going to make seven aesthetics um, 
for the seven survivor space stages for each island. And then with eight and nine on the last one, they could have like done special zones or whatever. So like you could have done, you know, they have Green Hill, they have Sky Sanctuary, uh, Chemical Chem Plant, and, and the, 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 the new city, city one. Yeah. So those are like four different types of zones we've seen, like industrial, we have um, wilderness almost like, I don't know if I want to count Green Hill as like a jungle or something, but <laughs> jungle forest, but I guess that's the closest we got. Um, and then there's Sky Sanctuary kind of up in the sky. I think having other zones like like a space themed one, a desert themed one, a beach themed one, like we could have had seven right there. Uh, and you could have put like Emerald Coast, Wave Ocean. You could have put um, like Pyramid Cave, uh, Dusty Desert, uh, Final Rush, Final Chase, but Crazy Gadget, or <laughs> Final Final Rush, Final Chase, Crazy Gadget. Uh, so many space stages in Sonic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> would have been really cool. They they um, could have done some really cool things. It's also it's sad that the aesthetics for the cyberspace were limited to four, because it it was just. It, and it's the same three that we always get. <laughs> yeah, it's after the first island. It's like, okay, here we go. What are we getting now? Oh, look, it's Green Hill again. Yeah, I like the city one because they made it kind of like ambiguous. Like it wasn't any one city. Um, and so you could throw City Escape and Speed Highway into it. But yeah, it was the most original. It's like also the, the only original one of those ones that isn't reused assets. You, you you still didn't we didn't get to see it much. I feel like we saw Green Hill and Sky Sanctuary the most. Yeah, we saw a lot of those. And I sure. hot take, I really don't like Sky Sanctuary. Never have. I think they did it the best in this game of like the the times that they brought it back. I think like the assets definitely felt more like Sonic 3 and Knuckles, which was cool, but I I'm definitely burnt out of it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I, I think that Sonic Team needs to realize that they are using Green Hill as a bit of a crutch, especially for, like, the last couple of games, aside from Colors Ultimate, because, you know, that's that's what it yeah. was. But, I think the question is, like, the are they trying to appeal more to, like, the diehards, or are they trying to appeal to the people who, like, know very little about Sonic? Um, so, like, those stages that they keep seeing over and over are like, oh, hey, it's Green Hill. Um, oh, hey, it's the Sky one because <laughs> i was watching like i think it was linkus and he was just like oh green hill let's go <laughs> and everyone gets super excited you know so it's like oh it's like dude yeah i understand why they do it i just hate it <laughs> yeah yeah let's see uh what was your favorite cyberspace level personally um i think the speed highway one was really cool and it was the one that they showed off in a lot of the promotional material which it's the one where you start off super open and you're just like walking on this and then you can see like a, a ring to the side for it in a separate path there's like a whole bunch of branching branching paths and i think it does that formula the best where it's like wow you can really choose where you go and like it's very personalized from run to run uh me personally i really enjoyed uh, which one was it? I enjoyed Skyrail again. Oh yeah, that one was cool. That was dope. I'm like, they actually because if you pay attention to all the little details, I'm like, oh, look, they actually like it's like it's like the entirety of Skyrail that was put in uh, too. Because Skyrail is such a short stage to begin with. Yeah, they did a great job, like making it look the same. <laughs> they did a really good job. I think it what I think it had the Green Hill aesthetic, yeah, which was like so. the only part I'm like, yeah whatever everything else about this is cool 
I will say my favorite cyberspace music though is one two. One two, yeah. That that one is so like that is the stage that everybody plays because <laughs> of the song. Um, the layout is just really good. Yeah, that that is the speedrun IO as well. It's like we have a crazy amount of submissions on the board for that. It really it was dope. Uh, it was cool to kind of figure out what to do to get the sub fifty five for that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually tough. It, it's t- it was tough. I'm like, oh damn, one two, and it's already tough. And I think there was maybe like one or two other stages in the entirety. And I'm like, okay, fuck this stage. This is stupid. I don't want to get the X rank <laughs> anymore. Uh, but I got the S rank on everything casually. Casually, I it took me 26 hours and I got the platinum trophy. And there's like little to no grinding, except for getting max stats. <laughs> max. I mean, even so, max stats are not that. B- All you gotta do is fish. Well, yeah, I just mean like sitting there and actually doing each one one by one. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Getting the that's a big okay. That's a thing I do want to rant about. Why the fuck? So, so you you let us you know instantly get all of our attack and defense bonuses all the way up whenever we turn those in but when it comes to getting our speed or ring capacity we have to do it one at a time where inst- instead of just hey selecting what you want and how many you want that upgraded by what the fuck sonic team <laughs> we might be getting a bit of a, 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 a bit ahead of ourselves but it's so bad that We've been doing a, a rule set for the 100% category, and so many people voted against doing max stats, even though it kind of makes sense to do, just because of how bad that is. Because it, it, you'd be sitting there for like an hour or more, just literally menuing to choose which upgrade you want, because it just takes so long. I, I don't know why they did that. <laughs> yeah, that, that I feel like that's something that could be fixed with a patch for the game. Yeah, for sure. And there's a few other things. Uh, if you want to see like what some uh, I, I would say savix video on like some gripes with the game that people have had that because i i would agree with a couple points that savix put out uh so please check out savix video on the game because uh he brings up some really good points of what they could fix and i feel like a patch could fix a lot of the a good amount of like the smaller stuff like graphical issues um possibly some of a, a patch to fix the momentum would be great it's funny because, um, like, Savik's video, you know, it comes from a, a Sonic Frontiers hater, as he says himself. Um, and then I watched the video as a sad Sonic Frontiers lover, and I'm like, yeah, I agree with everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just, it's just how much do you care about these issues? Um, but I think most people can acknowledge that they're there and say, like, yeah, this was bad. I'd like to see them do better. Uh, but I liked the game or I disliked the game. And honestly, each, each side is fair. <laughs> absolutely like i'm i enjoyed the game i think that at the when i got to the third island though that's when it really started to go downhill for me a bit uh the boss fight brought it back up and then the fourth and fifth islands kind of just did a, like a steady straight line and then pfft, crashed which is why like personally i gave the game a six out of ten that's fair yeah i think like anywhere ranging from like six to eight i think is is a very fair rating if you really enjoyed the game and you don't care about the ending like eight but i think for most people it'll be like a six or a seven yeah i feel like it's it's fair and like the game's got like a 73 on metacritic which i'm like damn that's pretty good and honestly i think it i think it deserves that score uh i hope that if they do make a sequel out of this they improve on the things that they learned with this 
Uh, I, and I'm glad to see that they're trying new things with a Sonic game. Yeah, Izuka was saying there was like <laughs> there's this tweet. Someone posted it, posted an article, and was saying basically like, I mean, obviously you know there's translation stuff here, but Izuka was basically saying he's treating it as like a beta test where you can look at feedback and see like what they need to improve upon and fix upon. And people were like, "I'm not paying full price for a beta test. This is crazy." And it's like, no, this is a full game. He's just saying he's taking feedback seriously. <laughs> Wait for the game to go on sale, by the way. It's only 26 hours. It's definitely not worth full price. Yeah, I mean, if you're a Sonic fan and you're super excited, I, I think it's worth. I, I don't know. I, I think it's, well, okay, I, I'm really biased because I speedrun it. <laughs> I'll say this. Depending on how you are with your money, like if you want to get the game right now, go get the game right now. I won't judge you for that. But if you're one of those people that wants to play this game, you're excited for it, but you want to be, you want to get your bang for your buck, get the game on sale. Yeah, I'm sure Christmas will probably have sales for it already. And what, that's like a month out from now. So and like, Plus Black Friday is only yeah. uh, that, not that far away. It's probably worth the wait if you're not, you don't need to play this game right now. And also a patch might be out by then. I mean, True. Uh, what also came out, the Monster Hunter DLC for Sonic, which there's three DLC things for Sonic. One, if you get the premium edition, you get those bonuses. You get like basically a heads, a boost for like when you start the game. It's like, what was it? 10, C- 10 memory things for Amy, some seeds and a, ge- a gear. Gives you vault keys to unlock the emeralds so you don't have to play the cyberspace stages. Which, don't get me started on DLC for the speedrun. It's been hell as a moderator. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the only DLC that really that you should care about there are cosmetics. Uh, there's the adventure outfit, which uh, is weird seeing Sonic in anything but his uh, white gloves and red shoes. It's weird. Uh, you got his soap shoes if you signed up for the newsletter which I think is the best DLC for it. And then they also recently put out the Monster Hunter DLC where he can dress as Rathalos. Yeah, and so the the thing with that... <laughs> they added a new mini game in the fishing area where you can cook meat. And now we need to split the boards <laughs> because people will want to do DLC runs, but it is not going to be the main category <laughs> because the, the run, I mean, it's basically like fishing except for you don't need to collect the tokens, right? Um, so you're just going to be sitting in there for most of the run. You're going to be skipping half of the game and then for cooking for the rest of it. (laughs) And I think that's really about it for our casual talk of the game. And so we'll move shift gears and start talking about the speed run of the game. So main category is any percent, which is beat the game fast as you can and that recently just hit sub two hours yeah um it's gone really fast so yeah any percent is pretty much yeah like you said beat the game pretty much by any legitimate means necessary obviously no cheating or whatever um but yeah any any tool you have in the game you can use uh and so pretty much right away we found some really insane stuff like um so okay i actually made a video about this if you if you want a more detailed explanation i would suggest checking that out um and also you can learn how to do it because it's not that hard but uh yeah so one of the strats that they found there's this legendary uh there's this legendary speedrunner named uh dss uh dark spine sonic is the full name 
pretty much whenever a new a new Sonic game comes out, he'll just show up, find a game breaking glitch, and then dip. <laughs> <laughs> um, and day one, he did it again. So, air boost in in Frontiers is a, is weird. When you boost, it sort of takes the speed that you have as a storage. And when you boost, it'll keep you going in that speed for a little bit, and it'll lock you into that, and then you'll start slowly slowing down, but you'll keep the speed. Uh, so what he found is if you do the stomp attack, and then like while Sonic is going up to get in the spot to be you know above the enemy to stomp on them. It changes his speed from horizontal to vertical. Yeah, so your speed is just going insanely, up. it's going insanely fast up. And if you boost right then to cancel out of it, you just go flying into the air. <laughs> My God. So uh, M, M called it the DSS shuffle. Some other people have called it the Hedgehog Space Program. <laughs> Both are <laughs> great. I love Hedgehog space. space Program. I love it's that. It's so funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think people I think people have called it the DSS shuffle. And uh, we're, okay, so I guess kind of getting ahead of myself, but we use it for a really important strat in the first island now, Kronos Island, and we're calling that one in particular the Hedgehog Space Program. So we kind of get to keep both names. Um, but yeah, so people found that you can use that strategy to get over the um, get over the barrier that usually stops you from going out of bounds, and you can make it into the boss arena. And then from there, you just got to hit the trigger to summon the boss. Yeah, so for some reason, <laughs> in the full release of the game, they left a debug triggers in to spawn the bosses in the first two islands. <laughs> and apparently we found the memory address for the, um, the debug trigger for the fifth island as well. Oh, uh, maybe by the time this comes out, we will have it. So <laughs> interesting, but yeah, we're, we're currently looking at if we can even get into the last boss arena, uh, which we don't have a way yet because we were looking at it last night and I did the DSS shuffle to get on top of it. But it's the boss arena is a dome barrier <laughs> oh so if you're up there you're literally standing on top of the barrier <laughs> well then yeah and we we could not find a way to clip in so we'll see it, it's likely possible but who knows um okay but yeah so we skipped the first two islands using this method uh and it's kind of insane so like i think i did the first technical speed run of the game uh, I used DLC, so that run wouldn't count anymore because I think we're going to be banning the pre-order DLC because it's not going to be accessible, right? So it's just like, okay, we're not going to make a category revolving around that. Let's just say you can't use it in runs. I, I feel like at least on the bright side of the DLC is it only affects the first island, but we skipped the yeah. first island anyway. Yeah, exactly. So that's why it's like banning it doesn't really change much. Um, maybe for the 100% run it does. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, either way, I don't think anyone's super complaining about it because it's weird and inaccessible and paywalled. Then it's like, nah, let's not deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, the I think my run was the first run, uh, I believe. I, at the time, didn't know the first island skip. I think it was still being labbed out when I did this run. <laughs> That's how far back this was. And uh, I, I did, however, do the island two skip. Uh, and I got a mid three hour time for my first run, which was better than I expected. Honestly, it was like three and a half hours. But over the last week, they lowered it to well. There's just there's just uh, there's a few people in the Discord. There's Master Roxas and Dragon and a few other people as well. Uh, worked on creating a route for the third and the fifth island since we can't skip them. 
Yeah. Uh, and then after Roxas finished the route, he did a run, got the first sub two, maybe a few days ago now. And uh, it's been lowered to a low 140 now. So it's like wow. 141 or 142. <laughs> so the, the game is already just about as fast as Sonic Adventure 2 and Sonic Adventure 1 All Stories. Crazy enough. <laughs> now, before we got into recording this today, I was on Twitch and I was looking around and I saw there's a possibility of pinball skip happening. Yeah. Pinball skip was found. Um, it is weird and I don't fully understand so it. So disclosure. Uh, at the end of the third island, before you go fight night, you have to play pinball. And it's bad. I'm going to say it. I hate pinball so much. It's annoying if you lose. And you have to do it. And you have to get 5 million points. Now, granted, there's a modifier you can get to help you know increase your score. But it sucks. Yeah, if you die, you lose the modifier as well, which is what makes it annoying uh, because what dying is pretty much out of your control because if you get a bad bounce, it'll go off the side, uh, which is really annoying for the run. The RNG portion of the run and you guys and people complained about treasure hunting. So, yeah, people went out of their way to try to find this skip um, and someone found a way where I don't even I, I was watching the video and I was like, I don't even really know what's happening here, but uh, it looks like if you go into pinball, quit out, reload your save, um, the autosave from like, it'll save when you're going into pinball. So if you reload that autosave, uh, you can run off and make Sonic die. And then you go to the try again screen. And then I think what happens is, is it thinks you've completed pinball because you're, you know, exiting out of that state. And then you run into the boss arena and trigger that. And then Sonic just dies again, On at least on that footage. <laughs> Sonic died right in, as they entered the arena. But I mean, hey, it's skipping minutes of playing pinball, right? So It removes a major RNG factor that could kill a run, essentially. It's inconsistent and really slow. So pretty much any setup is, most setups anyway, unless they're super crazy, are going to beat it time-wise. So yeah, people are super happy about that. I don't think I'm going to be doing it in runs for a while. Um, we're honestly approaching the point where a no major glitches category is kind of necessary <laughs> because the, the any percent run is already insane and we're a week in. So, uh, there's also in, from what I gathered in arcade mode run, let, let me go over the categories and break them down yeah. specifically so we can, uh, have that. Um, so there's any starting off, we want to do three main categories, which is going to be any percent. Uh, we kind of talked about that the game whatever means necessary within the game uh and then there is and we're going to separate that into no dlc and dlc categories most likely or no dlc will be the more popular of the two yeah um mostly because <laughs> the dlc stuff that we have is lame uh, maybe that'll <laughs> change in the future who knows? possibly who knows they, they give us a dlc where we get to play as shadow the hedgehog and then we have to whole new set <laughs> to learn imagine um yeah, that would be crazy. I, I honestly kind of am hyped about the possibilities for DLC. But after that, we have the 100% category. The rule set's still being voted on because a completionist category in this game is sort of arbitrary. So we're kind of picking and choosing what makes sense. I also kind of on a side thing for this, this is future stuff, but I want to do a max percent category where you do everything. No matter what is in the game, you do everything. And if that was the 100% run, no one would run it because it's going to be terrible. <laughs> There's uh, over, I, I want to say like over a thousand unique little memory tokens memory you tokens. can collect. 
that are yeah. on the mini map. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's dumb. Uh, and they don't, they, they mean nothing. They do not count towards 100% at all. Uh, and I collected every one of those on Chronos Island casually, and I hated myself. And I think yeah, I have no, like half like a terrible of them run. for Ares Island. Just don't yeah, do imagine it. Imagine doing don't. everything. <laughs> don't. It's not um, worth. I don't. I don't want people are arguing for that in 100, but I don't want it because the category would just be so lame. Yeah, it would. It would kill the category. Having it as a max percent in max percent, I think that's fine. Yeah, because you know what you're getting into. You're getting everything in the game. <laughs> you're pre- preparing yourself for a 24-hour run. Exactly. Um, and then the only other thing, well, I guess well, we'll talk about any percent, no major glitches in a second. But um, the other thing that we really want to get on the board soon is arcade percent, which if you've seen another Sonic game, they'll have like all day stages for Unleashed, for example, where you play the boost, the 3D boost levels. Uh, this is kind of like that. It's all cyberspace stages, uh, but they have an arcade mode, so you can actually use it like a stage select. And so you just play every single one through there, and you just add up the IGTs at the end of the run. Gordon has a pretty insane time for that already. He has like a, I think it's like a 22, no, yeah, 22 minute IGT. Wow. Uh, and considering there's 30 stages, you know, that means you're beating them in what, like, 40-ish seconds I mean, each. well, I saw that, like, City <laughs> Escape can be done in, like, 20. Yeah, it can, it can, I think the record is, like, 17 seconds or yeah. something, because uh, there's a tech called Magnet Dash. Which okay, yeah, so what, I've heard of the Magnet Dashing. It's the one thing, what, what is that? <laughs> okay, so I, I gotta explain. First off, Gordon called it the homing attack whiff, and then someone called it Magnet Dash, because it's very similar to tech that's in uh, Spark 3, a game that we have a few runners that share frontiers in that game. Yes, I think and we then, talked about that when we had Argic on, I think, because I know Argic plays Spark 3. Yeah, there was a ton of names, and me and M were getting confused, so I came up with the name Hitting the Gritty, and it <laughs> caught on. <laughs> uh, so we're going to call it Hitting the Gritty. Uh, it's kind of the meme name for it, but it is sort of an, uh, not an official name, but okay. a lot of people will meant, refer to it as that. Um, but basically, it's it's basically the same thing that makes the DSS shuffle work. Um, you are using an ability that Sonic has to go fast and canceling out of it with a dash. Um, so you can control it and go in any direction. So what's happening here is you homing attack pretty much any target. And your homing attack is way faster than like anything Sonic can do, really. Um, so then you just boost. You homing attack and then boost while you're on the way to whatever you're targeting on. And this can be used so well. Like, it makes City Escape beatable in 17 seconds, right? (laughs) Because you just go in directions you're not supposed to uh, at insane speeds that you're not supposed to be at. (laughs) It's really broken. Wow. That's nuts. So yeah, if you you watch a Frontiers run, you're just going to see someone using... You're going to see someone hitting the gritty over and over and flying around. (laughs) the quad finally got that competition yeah <laughs> it's so funny because people are like next next we're gonna call something hitting the quad and then i was just like you clearly don't know sa2 runs <laughs> yeah, you clearly you clearly you haven't watched an sa2 run <laughs> yeah all of the sa2 runners coming over and giving the uh the funny skip names <laughs> exactly I, I i i if the time ever comes where like we're able to skip a boss entirely, possibly. I I want us to just call it the Kellen Quinn skip. 
That'd be great. Because <laughs> that's basically what you're skipping is just epic music by Kellen Quinn. Yeah, honestly, fortunately for us, that's like because they're really cool. I, I'm glad we we can't skip bosses currently. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, combat wise, in the angry percent run, really quick, uh, you, you we don't you don't level up at all until like the very until like the very end if you can fit it in just for the attack and defense though. Yeah, we we don't we don't level at all just because it doesn't impact it to a significant enough degree i think it would maybe there's a world where we route some power-ups in in the future like not defense but just the offense ones and maybe it can save us you know a stomp attack or whatever um but yeah so with that for the dss shuffle you need the stomp attack which you need like 20 skill points or i think it's 19 to get overall in the tutorial um and since we use it right away in island one the beginning of the run is pretty much play the tutorial gather skill points <laughs> uh, and then unlock that move and the stomp attack fortunately is really good in combat so if you see fighting you're pretty much just hit hit stomp hit hit stomp over and over <laughs> yeah you, i see it in all the bosses of just punch 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 stomp on the head and yeah back over and, and over <laughs> over and over it's i mean at least it's like a consistent it's consistent where it's like reminds me of like the knuckles rouge fights in sa2 <laughs> or it's yeah. like you're basically doing the same button input over and over again and then yeah parry. i can see a world where we haven't done much dps testing so there's a good shot that like sonic boom or something that's quickly accessible would be better but as of right now we're just kind of using this uh and i can't imagine that even you know using something else would save like a minute it would probably save like maybe 10 seconds per fight or something um but as of now stomp attack is really good and we'll have to do some more testing in the future. But right now we're focused on the major skips and stuff. And the, the little optimizations will probably come later. Uh, with everything that you've seen that this game can do, what making a prediction right now, what do you think the best possible time or the lowest time this game can reach is? <sighs> okay. Well, today I was actually... I proposed this in a... Uh, I think it was Josh's chat joshua i don't even know sal keld <laughs> i don't even know how to say it but he's a legendary legendary unleashed runner uh came over has been playing a lot of statics we were discussing this in his chat and i was like do you think like okay because since we have the trigger for the final boss right if we were able to skip the final final island almost in its entirety you know make it like a five ten minute island in total including the ending cutscene and everything um if it was like 10 minutes, could we do sub hour? <laughs> um, because the only thing that's really stopping us right now is Chaos Island. And we did just find Pinball Skip. And that is going to save minutes. It saves minutes, um, but it's still the bulk of Chaos Island still needs to be done. Yeah. Uh, and another one that was found, too, is uh, someone I worked with in the past on the uh, minimum jumps for SA2 video. He actually found D-Pad Gamer. He found a skip where, uh, you know how there's like the chase sequences and stuff on each other? Yes. I, I, yeah, I remember you were talking about in the chase when you get chased by the shield. There's a skip for that. Yeah, so right at the beginning when you're you're still on the ground um, before you get on the squid, there is a thing you can boost into and it'll send you flying into the air. You can go over all of the, the death planes that are around that area and barriers and you can run to the end of the chase. <laughs> oh my god. 
So it saves a bit of time, but it's so hard that it, it, I would say it's more inconsistent um, to the point where no one's implemented it yet. But with those two things and plenty more to find, I'm sure, um, I'm sure we could get Chaos Island down to like sub 30 minutes, which in that case, you can beat every other island in like sub 10 minutes if we find that other skip, right? That just leaves uh, the Tower Island, Raya Island. Yeah, which I, which I think we have already gotten down to like under eight minutes. Oh, that's pretty um, good. Yeah, which and, and I'm sure that can get better because no one's really pushed it yet. Yeah, because Raya Island so far, it's mostly just optimized movement I'm taking. I'm yeah, guessing. it's just platforming movement. Um, and then there's the thing where you boost off of a platform and Sonic goes into that trick state. Yes. Uh, he's not falling very fast and he keeps his speed. So you can make it like halfway up a tower just by boosting towards it. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's how we've been skipping a lot of the towers. Uh, and that's why it's so fast is that we don't have to do a lot of the platforming. <laughs> Dang. Okay. It's exciting to see what's what's happening for this game. This game is... I will say this. The speed runs of this game have been pretty sick. Not going to lie. And they're only going to get better. Yeah. The, I, would, I would expect... If I had to make some predictions, I would expect within by the end of the first month, so December December eighth, I would predict that we're going to be probably just hitting sub one thirty, which right now seems like a stretch. Like sub one forty already seems really difficult, but we keep finding stuff. We keep finding little optimizations. I think we'll hit sub one thirty by the end of the month, and then by the end of by next year, we can look look back on this next November. I would say the run will probably be about 110 or 115. Um, maybe sub 110, I would be pretty impressed. Um, just because the game is the game is long. There's so much to do. Um, unless we just find skips for everything, which at the moment, Chaos seems pretty unskippable. Uh, outside of like, we found a pinball skip, that works. But Aside from the, aside from the, the two skips that we found on Chaos, it comes down to finding the fastest route for memory tokens yeah memory tokens and getting all the chaos emeralds as well yeah and then that skydiving section and the boxes yeah. chaos island yeah, sucks i'm not gonna lie <laughs> chaos island sucks it is currently the worst part of the run i think yeah it's still fun I, I really enjoy the routing for it i think it's really cool how fast we've been able to collect everything already but yeah, I, I just don't know. Because like right now, getting getting out of Chaos Island sub one hour is already super impressive, right? Like I don't think anyone's done it. So beating the entire game, even if we can skip the last island, you know, we'd have to optimize and improve a lot of the game. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, I, sh I should also ask us, who else is on the mod team for Frontiers? Yeah, so uh, there's myself, I think. Starting out, there was Sayuri, who's been a moderator for Sonic Forces, I believe, and maybe some other games. And then I was added next, and then we were looking at a few more people. And Al the Alpha Dolphin, who's a moderator for the Sadix Discord, uh, so the Sadix community in general, also as old SA2 runner. Yep, we've, uh, we've had Dolph Alpha on the podcast. Actually, you can go check out that episode uh, that we had this season, uh, where we talked about Sadix. It was a great time. Yeah, and then otherwise we have uh, currently Shovel Claws, who was a moderator for Neon White on release. Oh um, shit, that's dope. Yeah, Shovel Claws was like very in early on Neon White, and I was so shocked to see, so shocked to see that they were on the team <laughs> for that. Uh, like when I loaded up the board, 
And then we have two verifiers currently, uh, the Gordon Ramsay, of course, the speedrunner, the real fake, as as he would say. <laughs> and then we have uh, Scoob Master. Oh, well, let's see. Gordon, uh, uh, let me go back to talk about what games they play, because uh, Shovel Claws is going to be showing off going to be showing off cult of the lamb at gdq which is going to be really cool nice. also plays sadex and some other sonic games and then gordon is a really good 06 runner also ran sonic lost world we've had gordon on the podcast before as well be sure to check out that episode from a couple seasons ago great it's a great episode and then we have scoob who is a moderator for the sadex community as well uh also just like very smart technical person uh so we got a great very experienced team together nice yeah, it's it's been really helpful because everybody's kind of just automatically on the same page. We're all kind of there. We don't really need to explain and be like, oh, yeah, this is the reason that we're doing this. It's just kind of everybody knows already, which is so helpful. <laughs> is there uh, I, I want to just add one more thing that I forgot to add back. When we were talking about the game casually. Uh, the Ancients. I'm surprised that they're I'm glad we kind of got an answer to what the hell chaos was. Yeah, that's true. It It is interesting that they kind of went back and touched on that a bit. And the game is just like littered with like references to like other characters and all the other games as well, which is like so dope. Yeah. Of like just, just Sonic saying music like, and stuff. yeah. And Sonic like legit in that one stage I was talking about earlier where it's just like you drift. Uh, Sonic talks about this reminds me of the Babylon garden. I wonder how jet's <laughs> doing. I'm like, yo, Sonic writers reference. They haven't forgotten. They didn't forget. Yeah, Ian Flynn was just, like, looking out for us. <laughs> he really was. He really <laughs> did was. Did a great job. Yeah, and that was the thing is, like, I'm really happy with how Ian Flynn did because it sounds like from what we were told before is, like, Ian Flynn had very little control over, like, what the general story was. So considering, like, <laughs> considering how good, like, the references and the general writing was, like, wow, Ian Flynn popped off. He really did. Thank God. Some of the best <laughs> characterizations of the characters in ever maybe <laughs> i would say so honestly yeah it was really good he did a great job hope he returns uh well that is there anything else you want to add about anything sonic frontiers don um yeah feel free to join the discord moderator in there uh even if you just want to keep up with the speed run honestly there's a lot of really cool people in there a lot of great resources even if you don't want to speed run just want to play the game casually uh yeah some really cool stuff going on in there uh, get in on the ground floor and get to meet some of the runners as well uh yeah it's a great time it's a it's a good game uh I, you'll have fun with it i will say that like there is a good chance you will have fun with it if not hey maybe it wasn't for you then but uh is good and you're definitely gonna see a lot of frontier stuff come out of uh the sonic community yeah i i honestly think the speed run is better than playing it casually <laughs> <laughs> that's the speed but that's the speed runner talking so yeah it's true (laughs) (laughs) well with that then it's time for us to start closing out the show and head into the bonus level community q a's a look back at gaming history and your achievement of the week here's this week's bonus level uh which we're starting off with uh this week in gaming history as i do like last week uh no community corner this week kind of just wanted to focus on a bulk of sonic frontiers and i'm like the only one in my discord that played sonic frontiers so yeah uh, diving into this week in gaming history, uh, November 21st to 27th, here's what happened in the past. 
19, on Monday, the 21st, 1990, in Japan, Nintendo released the Super Family Computer, the Super Famicom. And it came with Super Mario World and cost 25,000 yen. So Super Famicom, Famicom turns 22. Jeez. <laughs> no, not 22, not 22. 32. Uh, 32. <laughs> 32. 10 years off. My math is wrong. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't good with math anyway. Uh, <laughs> on the 22nd, 1994, Sega introduced the Saturn video game system in Japan for the price of 44,800 yen. So uh, the Saturn next year will be 30 years old. No, wow, two that, years yeah, from that now. Is two crazy. years from now. It's crazy that it's that close. <laughs> Still pretty dope. On the 23rd, 1993, Sega released Sonic the Hedgehog Chaos for the Game Gear in North America. Fitting a little bit with Chaos <laughs> Island and this game. Coincidence? <laughs> maybe, maybe not. On the 24th, 1992, Sega released Sonic the Hedgehog 2 for the Genesis and Game Gear. Sega called the day Sonic Tuesday. That's that's where Emerald got it from. <laughs> <laughs> Sonic Adventure Tuesday. <laughs> Sonic Adventure Tuesday. Well, hey, that means uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 will properly turn 30 on uh, Thursday. 30 years of Sonic 2. Holy. Yes, Sonic 2 is a cool game. I feel like it's really where Sonic came into his own because Sonic the Hedgehog kind of sucks if we're, if we're being Yeah, it absolutely it. does. You can't spin dash uh, fucking marble. Uh, was it marble plant or whatever? The marble <laughs> I'm sure garden. it was great at the time, but it, it did not age well. On Friday, the 25th, Sega announces that the Sega channel for the Genesis will be shut down. 20 million homes had access to it, but only 150,000 subscribed to the service. Uh, the 26th, 2002, Square and Enix announced that they would merge to become Square Enix by April 1st, 2003. Right after, uh, right after Kingdom Hearts 1, right? Because I think they still had it separately in Kingdom Hearts 1. I think they did it's that's i they might have i don't fully remember but on sun and on sunday 1998 in japan sega released the dreamcast video game system for twenty nine thousand eight hundred. uh there was a lot of sega news this year and considering i was getting dawn on i'm like well we gotta you gotta have all the sega news sega did a lot uh, this past week the achievement of the week goats isn't goat simulator 3 it's croc squatch which is to give bigfoot some shoes <laughs> because that, that, that's all Bigfoot wants. It's just some shoes. That is a little absurd, but I kind of love it. And the game of the week is Evil West. Um, it's kind of like the biggest game that's coming out this week with not a lot coming out. But with that, Don, thank you for coming on this very special Sonic Frontiers episode of the World Tour. Yeah, glad to be here. This was a uh, Sonic Frontiers is such a fun game. Um, I'm glad that it wasn't a disappointment because I'm going to be playing it for months, regardless of whether or not it was good. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, thank God I enjoy it. (laughs) Thank God Sega didn't fuck it up. Thank God they didn't fuck it up. Since we've had a good 3D Sonic game. I mean, you could say Generations was a good game, but it was like 10 years ago. Generations. I think that Generations was the last good game. But if you look at that, that's like nine years ago. Yeah, it's so long. (laughs) Why did it take them 10 years to come out with two games? <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, yeah, gave us, they gave us Sonic Boom. Oh, yeah. They, they, it was because of the Nintendo deal. I forgot. <laughs> Nintendo they, deal screwed oh, Yeah, they gave over. us Lost World Boom and then <clears throat> Forces. 
And then they released Colors Ultimate, and then they fucked that up somehow. Yeah. But here we are. We're back on track. Finally. Back on track, baby. <laughs> a new era. We're, we are now in a new era of Sonic. 100%. Yeah. You, you can always tell by the mascot, right? Like, we had the Wisp era. That is over. I get. We might be in the Coco era now. Who knows? <laughs> I feel like the Cocos were maybe just for this one game. I feel like we'll I hope they were. Here. Because that's what it should have been with the Wisps. It should have just been colors, right? Uh, and they've shown that they still want Chow. Yeah. It's not like the Cocos take away if they're in another game. Because it's like, oh, hey, they're here. Why are they here? Well, maybe the ancient spread. I don't know. if They want. I don't, they, they could do stuff with the Cocos more, possibly. But I feel like they're done. I hope for war reasons they're done. Because it wouldn't make sense. Just like the Wisps being in Sonic Lost World. And, you know, forces for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, where can we find you on the internet, Don? Yeah, so I am Don SR. Uh, I make a lot of different types of speedrun content. If you want to check out my YouTube, Don SR pretty much on all platforms. But YouTube is for more edited content that talks about speedrun history, explaining tricks, stuff like that. So if that's something that's interested to you, Don SR on YouTube. Uh, Twitch, I will be streaming my speedruns. Uh, I don't really stream other games. I kind of just stream whatever I'm speedrunning at the time. So Don SR on Twitch and then on Twitter, uh, I shitpost <laughs> and talk about whatever I'm doing. So Don SR, I believe Don SR underscore on Twitter. Uh, but if you search Don SR, it'll, it'll pop up. <laughs> and of course, you can find me at Radio Tony on Twitter and at Tony's Game Lounge on Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, where I, I stream variety of things. Uh what am i streaming now uh final fantasy 14 still i got like 12 22 more days of final fantasy 14 that i gotta stream and once again don thank you for coming on yeah thanks for having me it's a great time to be a sonic fan <laughs> it, it really is and thank you the listener for tuning in be sure to like share follow the podcast on whatever platform you're listening to this too and i will be back next week on a new stop in the world tour here in the game lounge bye thank you for listening to this week's episode of tony's game lounge new episodes release every monday be sure to like and share the podcast and follow tony on twitter instagram twitch and tiktok for more updates